Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Maker Mom podcast. Today's guest is Britt with Tangled Walnut. Britt is a fellow Midwesterner. She lives in Minnesota, so it's kind of great getting to talk with another Midwesterner. Um, She also does all sorts of wall art, mostly wooden right now, but plans to get into some other mediums in the near future. I really enjoy talking with Britt, and I think you're going to love this interview too, so let's get to it. Here's Britt with Tangled Walnut. Okay, well, Britt, why don't you go ahead and give a brief introduction about yourself? <clears throat> okay, um, well, my name is Britt, and I have two kids. Um, they're six and nine. I, my daughter Scarlett is six, and my son Harrison is nine, just turned nine. His birthday is Christmas Eve, so we, of course, have not had his birthday party yet, <laughs> but it's on the calendar, so at least it's coming. Um, and I've just started maybe two years ago seeing we we usually take trips to Colorado a couple times a year and so I was very inspired by the mountains out there and just seeing more and more wood art popping up on like my Instagram and Pinterest like three years ago and I kept thinking like well I could make that so let's let's try to do that and my first couple pieces I made just for my living room and I had just a handsaw and I was hand nailing everything and so I finished pieces for just what I wanted and I had a little bit of interest from friends that wanted me to make a few pieces so I made a few more and then my dad who's a civil engineer he's retired and he kept saying you really got to stop like hand sawing and nail. you need a nail gun you need a circular saw you need this and he's got a garage full of stuff because he's the same he's the same way I am we say we get this we have the same family illness where we just need to make something and if we have it in our head we're not going to be settled until like we've attempted it and made it. And so we just know it's going to keep bugging us. And so we started working together now that my kids were school age. And so I would drop them off at school and go hang out with my dad for hours during the day and, and finish a few pieces. And he, I would come to him with kind of um, like, this is what I want to make, but how do I do that? Or this is what I want to do, but what tools do I need? And so half the time he's like, oh, I got this extra sander. Um, you might as well just go home with it now. And so he's kind of like taught himself out of a job with me. Not that, you know, it was more just father-daughter bonding. And so I, and it, we never really had that before. So I was really embracing it and loving that we finally had, after 37 years, I finally had like a connection with him and something in common. And so <clears throat> I still kind of try to keep, that aspect of it where I, I still need him. Like I'm going to see him tomorrow. We're going to go to lunch and we're going to, he basically, I don't, I refuse to own a table saw. And so I'll go to him to slice up a lot of like the, the wood we need to frame the pieces and lath and stuff like that. So as much as I probably could just get a table saw and not need him, I 
it's twofold because I, I'm terrified of them and I like to have bonding with him. So that's kind of where I started and why. <laughs> okay. Well, awesome. And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you, you do a little bit more than just the wood art pieces, right? I've seen you get into some kind of different art a little bit. A little bit. Um, I'm kind of, I don't want to ever make the same thing probably more than a dozen times. And I mean, if something really catches on and because like, <laughs> how do I say this? I try not to grow too fast where I can't keep up and, and manage it. And so I started with a couple different shows last year. Um, and I have a few for this year that I'm excited about. And I'm gonna open an Etsy shop. So when I picked the when I picked Tangle Walnut, Walnut for my name, I kind of wanted it to embrace like and not pigeonhole me into only making this one thing. So it could kind of be anything. Because I used to have an Etsy shop where it was called Brit Knit, and I used to make those owl hats that everybody was making how many years, ten years ago. And that was fine until I had kids, and then my daughter would always want to sit in my lap, and knitting and crocheting just was not an option for a little while because it was unraveling whatever I sat down to do. So. Um, I kind of am more interested in like the painting aspect of it rather than just standard geographic geos that some people call them. And I love those and they're beautiful, but I kind of want to make something I haven't seen out there before. And so I'm always kind of like looking around to see what everybody's making, but then have my own twist on something. So whether that's I want to kind of get into resin work and um, it's mainly, I think like wall art in, in that encompassing category. Okay. All right. Well, before I ask you more questions along that line, why don't we go back a little ways to your childhood? What was your childhood like? Um, where'd you grow up? What was your family like? I grew up in, well, Superior, Wisconsin, so which is basically still Minnesota. It's so close. It's just across the bridge. Um, so maybe I have more of a Wisconsin accent. You never know. <laughs> but I ha I'm the oldest of four girls. Um, and I'm trying to think because of that. I, I was kind of always the one more interested in sitting with grandma to have her teach me how to knit or sitting with her when we would sew to make like a teddy bear or something. And I always thought my sisters would probably want to do the same thing. And they always look at me kind of crazy like, no, we have no interest in that. We're not trying to make anything. Maybe one of my sisters, they all are creative in their own way. We all kind of take that needing to create something and have, it's all different avenues. Um, so I grew up very close to my sisters and they're still, two of them still live in Superior. And when I go visit my parents, I see all them. And so, okay. and they're all, um, we're all pretty close in age. So the, the young, my youngest sister is only eight years younger than me. So. Okay. Yeah. Not too far of an age gap between the four no. of you. Um, all right. What, what did you grow up? I mean, besides kind of doing some of the crafting stuff, what else did you grow up being interested in? Um, I, that's a hard question. Cause I kind of, wouldn't well I, I right when I turned um 18 I joined the Air National Guard so I've been that in that for 20 years I just hit my 20 last May so I'm actually looking forward to retiring at the end of this year and I can't wait to have like mermaid hair or pink or purple anything 
I mean, I might even just get a face tattoo just because I can't because the military. So, you know, I've had to not have any fun, anything going on for so long. So um, I guess that would be where I've had some interest in because I've had, went on some different like short deployments and stuff like that. But I always kind of am making something. I'm trying to think of what those have been because I feel like it's different um, the day <laughs> or the hour. It's like, oh, I really want to make resin and wood keychains. Oh, I really want to make. So my husband knows I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> where'd the uh, where'd the interest come in for the Air National Guard? I'm well. My dad was Army for most of my life. I think he joined when I was a baby, like one or two. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I should know that. <laughs> Um, he, so he always said he didn't want any of his daughters to join the army. He's like, just don't join the army. He said the air, if you're going to join anything, cause the college benefits were very alluring. And so I thought kind of, why not? I had to lose a little bit of weight to join. I had to lose like 10 pounds. So back in the day in 1999, you had, I had to be a certain height and weight to get in. And I, I think it's still similar to that, but, um, after I was able to drop 10 pounds, um, then I was able to go to basic training the summer after I graduated from high school. And so of course my one rebellious sister, she joined the army. <laughs> so she didn't listen to dad. She said, uh, in, went her own way. And really actually with my dad being army, I've had uncles, kind of a huge military family. And out of the four of us, we've all been or tried to get into the military. My only sister that's, cause my youngest sister was also air, air national guard for her six year term. Um, and then my sister is in the army and then my other sister was too skinny to join the military. So we don't look anything alike really <laughs> me and her, but. Okay. So, um, well, you're still in it, but past, yeah. you know, your initial boot camp and any, um, deployments, I mean, what else have you done, I guess, in your kind of adult life? Oh yeah. Uh, well, after that, I, I went to college for a little while. My parents of course wanted to encourage me to use the the college benefits. I got my associate's degree and then I was a hairstylist for a little while. I went into cosmetology and did that for four years. And then I did a lot of retail because I also then went back to college again and went and got a, a bachelor's in um, business management, which I thought I'd never use, but I thought, well, at least I have a degree. At least I'm using it. I didn't waste that, you know, that time or that available money for that. Um, and then, um, I kind of knew when I was doing hair that I wanted me and my husband, when I got married at 22, we, we waited like seven years to even think about having kids. It was kind of like, Oh, we should probably do this. Maybe I was never like a baby kid or a baby person. Like, Oh, I just baby fever. Oh, I just love, no, that's not me. It's still kind of not me. I mean, I love mine, but you know, um, so I kind of knew doing hair. I didn't want to be pregnant and leaning over somebody and breathing in bleach and, carpal tunnel and allergies from doing that, even though I loved the social aspect of it. And I felt like that was where my skill set was in doing hair. Um, I saved my family a whole lot of money on not being like me, my husband, he's had how many free haircuts now over 16 years. So, um, and then, so then after I got my business management degree, I think about a year later is when we decided to have kids. So I've been home with them besides doing my drill weekends. And so now that they've both been in school, for a year and a half now, 
I've been trying to figure out where can I work more and where can I, and I'm just not a nine to five office job sit there. I can't <laughs> like even our drill weekends now are sometimes three days long. And by the third day sitting at the desk, I'm like, just gone. <laughs> I'm already thinking of what could I be like painting or sawing right now instead of this. Right. So, um, I kind of just been making more things and then just seeing at different local vendor fairs, if it's something that's even people want around here and just kind of feeling it out so far. But I feel like this year will be more of where I'm, I'm legit doing this. <laughs> so, which is fun. Okay. I, and that's a good kind of segue into, I mean, you talked in your intro, like you started with just baking some pieces of art that you wanted in your own home. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was that point like where you thought about, you know, okay, let's try this as a business and let's try some shows and stuff like that. That was probably last summer because I, there's, I, I've attended a lot of the local and I feel like it's a, still a growing thing almost to a fault because there's so many craft fairs and so many vendor fairs. There's something going on every single day now and they're not probably even as successful as they used to be because it's so watered down. But there are a few that I've just <clears throat> always attended and just thought this would be really fun. Like not only that I like to make stuff, but like it'd be fun to have a little spot where like I talked to people. And so I did my first one last September, September for, it's called, it was called the Chester Bowl Fall Fest here. And like, I was surprised at how much I sold. And so I was kind of like, okay, this can be something that's a thing. And then actually from that, our local, one of our local newsletter writers had seen me there and reached out to me to do a feature in, the, in our Duluth News Tribune, which I was excited about. And so that was in the paper in about mid-December. So I'm kind of planning 2020 and going, okay, I want to do this event and this one. I want Etsy to happen. I want more customs like this. I want to grow in this way, start using glow in the dark resin in skies and you know just kind of I kind of want to ever be changing I guess mm -hmm. yeah um well I mean it sounded like though you did briefly mention like you used to have an Etsy shop yeah um for the the hats and stuff so I mean do you feel like you've always been kind of like business minded or like you know that's something that interests you you think I would with getting a business management degree, but I'm the opposite. I'm uh, like the business part. Like I love the Instagram and social marketing, social media aspect of it. But the business part is, is like, I should know this. I went to college for this when I wasn't thinking I would ever have a business. A small business management was probably one of my most favorite classes though. But at the time I was thinking I wanted to eventually open my own salon and have that. But since that didn't go that way, I'm almost, it's like, I feel like I came full circle because now it's like, oh, I am using that business management degree, but it's not the part that's fun for me. Okay. But do you feel like, I mean, I guess more to the point, like, do you feel like you've always wanted to work for yourself? Yes. I, I think definitely. I wouldn't know that till probably this last couple of years has been more, uh, more obvious, mm -hmm. but, um, I'm definitely not somebody to work for somebody. I don't think, I think, and before kids, I, I just look at myself and go, wow, I was a terrible employee. Like I was probably complaining and tired and falling asleep. And after kids, I feel like I'm a little bit better because I'm like, I can multitask and I've been through raising children. So <laughs> I really do believe there's something to like, 
becoming a mom, especially, I mean, a mom of anybody, one, mm-hmm. even is, you know, difficult learning curve. But um, especially if you do have more than one, like, I feel like I've learned all of my, because I don't have a, any kind of business degree at all. But I'm like, I feel like I've learned <laughs> all my business skills from just being a mom and like learning how to like delegation delegation (laughs) and multitask and yeah Mm -hmm. um was there anything that kind of like held you back or maybe any self-doubts in there anything about like turning it into a business and trying to go that route I think the only obstacle I've had was um and I've not come across it too much, but there's always that one that makes the wood art that you can tell they think they own it and they're the only ones that can do it. And so <clears throat> there is somebody like that, that I just kind of, I've tried to just say, okay, cause, cause there are people that will threaten other people and they will say things and they will, <laughs> I'm going to copyright my designs and you just, you know, or we're getting lawyers. And so I know that that's, has happened and so I it it, but it kind of did the opposite it's not stopped me it's only fueled me and it's made me want to make my mission every single week week to say here's 10 more people that make this that I make because we all can make this and there's room for everybody here and so that it kind of did the opposite it didn't stop me but it's more encouraging me to keep going Mm -hmm. okay um do you get into any of the like teaching aspect of it like you know this is how I made it and and kind of sharing that with others I feel like I have in the sense I try to every week um, have a time-lapse video of things that I've made and that's not necessarily like a how-to or here's how I did it but in even seeing how somebody's doing something really fast it is showing how you're you're doing something and making it more of a realistic practical thing like oh I feel like people have looked at it and there's even been a few people that said, I really want to try to do Northern Light Skies now because I watched you do it. And I'm like, go right ahead. I would love to see what that looks like. Like everyone, but even I can't like make the same piece probably twice to be exactly the same. So let alone, so a completely different person is going to have a completely different look at it. And I kind of, my husband would probably say I obsessed over trying to find every single person that makes wood mosaics. But I feel like I, I always think I've found everybody and then I'll find 10 more like the next day so and I do think it still is kind of a growing uh, not necessarily well like fad or like a it's what people like for art right now and we have to kind of know that that won't always be Mm -hmm. too so I do want to make sure that I'm kind of on the cups of what's next or not staying and doing the same piece a hundred times and I would be bored with doing that anyway I don't think it would be it would be a job (laughs) right right well, yeah, I mean, to your point, not necessarily fad, but it's definitely a trend. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Fad is the wrong word because that's kind of, you know, mm-hmm. when you think of fads. But it's just like anything else out there, you know, like uh, clothing trends, um, you know, like the 80s, they're mm-hmm. coming back. So who knows? Oh Maybe. <laughs> The clothing at Target these days, I just don't even want to go in there because I'm like, I know. what is the track suits mixed with? I don't get it. I don't. Know if, I think if don't they say if you wore it the first time, you shouldn't wear it the second time it comes yeah. out. I'm, I'm steering clear. <laughs> exactly, but I mean, so I guess my point is like, wood mosaic wall art, like might you know probably in five years won't be the top mm-hmm. trending thing, 
but in another 20 years, they'll probably be considered retro and have like right. a influx. They'll come back. Know? They'll so come when back. I'm almost, when I'm <laughs> almost 60, I can be like, hey, we're making these again. That's right. And I, <laughs> and I feel comfortable at least knowing for myself, I'm not trying to be tied to only working with wood or only working with things that are art on the wall. But I do find that my favorite part of the process is spraying the skies for to try to figure out a Northern Lights. Because in the beginning, it was just, um, I kind of had all these different, because I always go to our, I'm always pumping our, our local WSSD where you get recycled, re- salvaged paint. And so I'm always going, th- I was always going there anyway, because we had just moved four years ago. And my goal was to only use um, salvaged paint to paint all our walls in the new house. Because I thought, well, why not? I have five gallon buckets, I can dump it all in. And so that crossed over when I started doing wall art because I thought, well, I already have all this paint. I might as well use it. And it was funny because when I started doing, I started getting requests for Northern Lights, guys. And I thought, well, I can't figure out how to do that. I'm never going to be able to figure out. So I kind of just chewed on it for a little while. And then at WSSD, they had like 30 cans of spray paint. And I was like, well, okay, <laughs> I think I have the right. Because they don't always have spray paint. They maybe have like two or three cans. And so when they had like 30, they go, we even have more in the back. And they they know me kind of so well there. <laughs> already that they said we have more in the back and we'd rather have you take it than someone who's going to go like vandalize or huff it or you know so I thought oh I'm glad uh, they're glad I'm taking it there you go Mm -hmm. yeah you know I've enjoyed watching the the northern light stuff that you've um, posted on Instagram because I'm not gonna lie I've been racking my brain for (laughs) three years trying to figure out how to get that with resin like I see yeah I see other people post resin art with northern lights and I'm just like how do you do it like I cannot (laughs) I cannot figure this out and this is driving me nuts (laughs) maybe you have a better with with spray paint then you should try it I know I know I wasn't (laughs) I was really intrigued by that I was like because maybe I could do it in the background like paint yeah. first and then do resin on top because I've started yeah. getting into um, resin art that's like the you know the space nebulas and the space galaxies so mm-hmm. you with those you paint like you do the black sky and you do the stars and all that first with yep. paint and then you do the resin and get the sparklies and stuff so I'm like you that's know, really fun I bet you could do the same thing with the the space nebula or the northern light stuff but totally yeah i've been i've been done well partly it's because i want to do the whole glow in the dark yes um, i've been trying to get into that too i stuff just too on, sorry <laughs> no <laughs> i just put on my amazon wish list to get like glow in the dark resin pigments and i want to mm-hmm. get those because i kind of want to some of them some depending on what plywood i'm using for a backboard it's sometimes thinner sometimes thicker so and sometimes I like to put the mountain on top of an already painted black lap mm-hmm. sky. And so that it kind of can, the mountain more complements the sky rather than having the mountain cut and pieced into it. Mm-hmm. And then you're working with the mountain. It's the other way around. Um, and I think since some of them are so thin, I could just pour resin on top and maybe even mix in some glow in the dark. I'm, we're on the same page with that because it's totally, mm-hmm. and maybe we're just following kind of where the trend is too, because galaxy stuff is still kind of everywhere mm-hmm. so and it's so fun and inspiring and always it is. Looks different I mean yeah exactly I'm I, I've done a few just because it's like it's just fun it's just fun yeah, to do I and know. like blend the stuff and 
It's something kind of, I've gotten into doing them almost as like my new hobby since I turned Mm -hmm. woodworking into my work. It's like I need a creative outlet that's not necessarily for sale, but I'm just doing to learn something new and have fun with it. For sure. (laughs) Because the woodworking can get kind of where you're so good at it and you're so used to doing that part that it's not every aspect of it can be creative. Right. Right. Exactly. An outlet anyway. Yes. So what was the first time you picked up a tool? (laughs) Um, I would say it's the handsaw and hammer when I first made my living room pieces. Um, Unless you count tools as like, crochet needles and, and stuff like that because then it would be like when I was like six so or whatever <laughs> age I'm trying to think of um because I never really thought of myself as wanting to be interested in woodworking but it kind of seemed like it found me and it was very um addicting once I started because it's kind of like oh that was really and I think when I first first started I was going through like a time where I especially with the kids ages that they were and just needing like where I'm by myself for a little bit and so, and to bang something and get my frustrations out maybe even too. And so I kind of even lost that a little bit when I use a circular saw and nail gun now, but it's still is satisfying though. And I don't feel like I need to beat the crap out of stuff anymore. So it's probably healthy. <laughs> All right. So I have to ask for that very first piece you did with the handsaw and the hammer. Mm-hmm. Were you doing miter cuts? I, I had a little box that I kind of... Is that a miter cut? Uh, yeah. See, I'm, yeah, I would do well. A uh, 45 for the degree oh, angle no. cut? I wasn't. No, I didn't. I just put it straight. Straight. I didn't. But the only thing I can think of that was like that was when I cut the edges off. It almost mm-hmm. looks like the edges are. But yeah, I didn't. <laughs> no. So how many pieces of wood did you hand cut for those first few pieces? Oh, it's it's a two foot by four foot piece for two of them and then I did do three two foot by two foot pieces for my kitchen so total it was it was a lot of hand sawing hey 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 maker friends this week's sponsor is Wagner Spray Tech uh, Wagner Spray Tech they have a new series of heat guns the Ferno series of heat guns there's over 101 different uses for a Ferno heat gun and there's different Ferno heat guns for different options. There's the 300, the 500, and the 700. The 300 is a dual temperature heat gun. The 500 has 12 temperature settings. And the 700 has a temperature range of 125 to 1300 degree Fahrenheit that you can adjust in 10 degree increments. Also, if you didn't know, on the 700, you can adjust the fan speed, which is amazing and something I totally utilized in my latest project of working with melting crayons and being able to get consistent results. So you want to check out these heat guns because they're amazing. It's one of those like where have you been all my life type tools. Go ahead and follow Wagner on social media. That's just at Wagner Spray Tech. All right, let's get back to the show. How many pieces would that even be? That'd be So did your right (laughs) bicep like triple in size from doing all of that? Probably. And I would try to even like switch arms, but then of course you're dominant on one and it's just not really. Yeah. And I didn't even frame. 
I didn't for the longest time frame any of the pieces I was making. And even when I started even for friends making pieces, um, I didn't frame them because it was just another avenue that I didn't think I could figure out. But when I started working, that's when I started working with my dad and he was like, it'd be a piece of cake to frame. You just do this and you do this and do this. And now I can do the full process by myself. Okay. But it, it gets better. It's definitely a learning curve because after a while you kind of go, oh, you can see the wall behind the frame in certain spots. Okay, let's make sure that's straight first. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Which is the fun part of the process too. Because if we had it all down, we'd probably get bored and then want right. to do something else anyway. <laughs> right. Um, did, did you have any, were any of the tools like intimidating when you first started using them? Um, probably all of them. I think all of them <laughs> because, I, and I think the more I've, like, I'm always trying to protect my eyes and protect my lungs and my ears. And so I have, when I go to my dad's garage, I have my full getup on and he's sitting there breathing in on the table saw, basically all the, but it's, or who knows, he's healthy as a horse, so <laughs> he's fine. He's probably a little hard of hearing, but um, nail gun for like if I forget to have my hearing things on, I still like get the just scared out of my wits. Like if I have nail something or bring the chop saw down and I don't have that on. Um, but most terrifying is definitely the table saw. And so I feel like since it's a nice bonding thing with me and him, when I use it, I'm with him or he'll sometimes do all of it for me, which is super kind of him. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on if we're chatting about, you know, the meaning of life or something while we're cutting things. Um, and then uh, I have yet to use a router though. That is kind of one of my more scary things. And especially, I, I think he wouldn't mind me mentioning it, but he, my dad had had um, three, the pa- the padding of his three middle fingers, whatever you'd call those. He, he, the router was, was moving and he just, decided to brush the sawdust off of it as it was spinning. And so um, this was only like how many years ago? 10, maybe more than 10. Um, so luckily we had a neighbor that's already like an EMT. So he wrapped them all up and he, those were healing. And he thought, I got to get back on the horse. And so he was trying to be really careful. And he did the same thing with the other three on the other hand. <laughs> so <laughs> we worry about him a little bit. And I think he realized at that point he needed to slow down. And I think even with age, he was recognizing there's just a little slower of a reaction time for things. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of almost glad that sometimes I'm with him in the garage too, because we're scared. We're like, don't hurt yourself anymore. You've got to be careful. Right. I'm be careful. <laughs> <laughs> but the router, I don't think I would, I haven't touched one yet just because of that. But it doesn't mean I would do that too. But it is, I mean, I, I would say you're, you're, I don't know if you would call it fear or not, but your well, strong respect for the router is yes. well-deserved. Um, it's a healthy fear. <laughs> it is actually, like most people think that um, most injuries happen on the table saw, but most people, when they lose fingers, it's with the router. Yep. I think, <laughs> so, is it especially with those ones? Because he had it where it's inside a table and you could drop it down yep, and break it out. yep. And I could just totally see my brain possibly doing that, just being like, oh, I got to get, and he didn't have a good ventilation system set up, and now he does, and so right. he won't have that buildup on there, but that's a learning curve too, of course. So I don't think, <laughs> I think he was really surprised at himself when he did it a second time. So now he says he could just even go rob a bank because there's no fingerprints being left behind. He's got, <laughs> he's lost six fingerprints. <laughs> 
but he still manages to get everything he done. He he can still, so it's not held him back. Yeah. I had a coworker in my younger days and he was not young, but he was <laughs> doing he was doing um trim work, you know, mm. like baseboard, um cutting like the the cove or whatever on the on the baseboards with the router and the table and yeah, it, like there was a knot mm. and the router caught the knot and it basically pulled his hand in and he lost his his <gasps> the top half like down to the second knuckle on his ring finger and pinky on one hand that's terrifying and and it's yeah i was like and i wasn't even doing woodworking in then but it's like enough Mm -mm. that you know stuck with me for like Mm -hmm. ever um (laughs) and so i have a router but it it, Mm, you're brave (laughs) it took it i had one for seven years before i turned it on and (laughs) Um, now I've turned it on and I use it, but it's very rarely still. And it's always like, yeah, I'm nervous the entire time. And which is probably good. You'll keep your digits. Yes. Good. But also like there is a certain amount of confidence you need when you're using a tool. Sometimes I feel like if you're too nervous that you're probably putting yourself at more risk yeah being harmed because you're not approaching it with like confidence you know what i don't know if that makes any sense or not but you're not getting on that horse you're not (laughs) you're not controlling it yep exactly (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. when i grew up with my my grandpa always had the very top part of his pinky was chopped off and i think that was from a table saw too so my whole life i always probably noticed more if someone was you know missing part of their finger and it was for the, from these scary tools that I thought I'd never touch, you know. <laughs> and now you work with them. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll own a table saw. You never know. Like, <laughs> I don't mind if I don't because I do kind of want to keep including my dad and that is a good way to do that. There you go. I still don't own a table saw, so it's okay. <laughs> we just will never buy one. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, what is the tool that you got comfortable with? first I got comfortable with uh the miter saw first and I but I I think I went to Menards and got the tiniest one that they had and so I still have that one because I eventually upgraded to a slightly bigger one just because I couldn't cut things as the width that I needed to um so it's not even it's a sliding one now but of course my dad had to terrify me when I first got it and said now it's a sliding one so don't put your fingers like this and then chop them all off and I thought oh you could do that oh no (laughs) So my little baby one is kind of still sitting in the corner and I thought, I don't know if I'll ever use that one again, but. I don't think you can ever have too many miter saws. I, yeah, I don't think, my dad's gone to Harbor Freight. I think he says there's no more tools he can buy because he owns everything. <laughs> <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so both your kids are school age now. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just if your youngest is six, even just, you know, two that two, three years ago when you kind of started, she wasn't in school, like, you know, kindergarten right. or whatever age yet. Um, yeah, she wasn't. So, I mean, now or then, like, how, how do you manage 
being an active mom and making things and running your own business all and and being in the national mm-hmm. guard all at the same time <laughs> managing um well thankfully i have um my in-laws live actually just three houses down from us and my parents don't live too far away so we um actually my mom in the last couple of years she even just kind of begs like i have not seen them even for this week she she just texted me this morning was like can I have them Friday I will pick them up from school can I have a sleepover and so I'm really really spoiled in that way and so I feel like without her without my mom I I wouldn't be doing such a good job (laughs) and my husband's very supportive too and he's never been one um to say you need to go out and work you need to be going making money and so um it's kind of allowed me to pick the avenue where I want to now try to make more money and um with them both being school age it is nice because I can drop them off and come then be in the basement or be in my workshop and be and then pick them up and then I'm kind of done although sometimes my husband he does shift work sometimes so when he's on night sometimes I'm down there like all night and they're old enough now to be watching movies or but I just don't want them to feel like ignored all the time too though so there is that balance Mm -hmm. who knows if any of us are really doing it well (laughs) (laughs) I think you, unfortunately, I don't think we get to learn that until they're adults. Right. Until they have kids, probably then. Then they'll forgive us for a lot of the things that they had complained about. Because I know I changed that way. After I had kids, I was like, mom, like all the times I rolled my eyes at you or all the times I said, like, I am getting paid back tenfold with my daughter. So I'm so sorry. (laughs) I know I did that too. Like, probably when my oldest hit about two. I was like, I am so sorry, mom, for like everything. everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, All the things we said we'd never do. Yeah. And never. And we're going to raise our kids this way, not this way. And it's like, right. oh, we're eating. All those words don't taste very good because we're eating yeah. all of them. <laughs> it's definitely a, a lesson in humility being a parent. I yes. Think. I think so, too. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being like a maker or even I'd say probably since your medium tends to be more focused around art, like artists, what's your, what's your favorite part about that? I think it is the painting aspect of it. And I've never been a painter or, and I can't draw or any of that to save my life, but um, in being able to manipulate different and, and I've kind of even done some like just paint pouring things I've kind of always been interested in paint and so I think mixing wood that I'm now interested in wherever that ends up going with paint is kind of my favorite mm-hmm. probably not the sanding or the <laughs> um nitty-gritty I do at first I because I always used a jigsaw to cut off my edge after I used the handsaw I used the jigsaw to cut off the edges and just got frustrated with the thing because it was never cutting straight ever and so when it was one piece that I was finishing and it just went right up into the mountain, I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, I'm done using this thing. So I finally picked up the, um, oh, see, I don't even know what tools are always called. <laughs> it's like a hand circular saw. What do they call that? Just a circular saw that's yeah, not. circular saw. Just a hand one. Yeah. And so I, I think the couple, when I first, it was very gratifying to cut off edges and then they were straight. And I don't even really use a track for mine. I feel like I can just draw a line and be able to follow it probably better than trusting on a track and then that moves or something. Um, 
So probably my favorite part of the process is whatever I'm learning most recently. And so it's kind of whatever I haven't done a hundred times already is the most interesting, <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes which sense. is probably very common. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, like this year I'm kind of uh, stretching myself or pushing myself to try out as many different like techniques or mediums to work with or basically like just a year of experimentation as much as possible because I was finding that like I think my skill level was stopping me from like I'll come up with a crazy design in my head and then by the time I get to actually making it it doesn't look like anything like I wanted it to in the start because I've had to like knock down knock off things and I'm like I don't know how to actually make that look like that right so I'm like but if I experiment and just learn a bunch of different stuff then maybe I can get to the point where I don't have to change my designs based on my skill set right because you can just do it I think that's where my dad was really helpful because otherwise if I had had to teach myself how to he was already saving me how many steps just saying here's how you do it or even in framing he's like you always put the sides of the frame on first and then you do the tops. And so it's funny to look at different and who knows if that's like the right way. I don't think it Mm -hmm. necessarily is. But when I look at things that are framed and I see it the other way, I'm like, Oh, do they not know it's supposed to go this way? (laughs) But (laughs) there is no, it's not really right or wrong probably. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Um, But I think, I mean, to your point, I think that's right. You know, when you're learning and when you're challenging yourself in either skill or creativity, or both put together, that that's probably the most fun, you know, or mm-hmm. most enjoyment you get out of doing the work. It's kind of like your why then, like this is why I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite part about being a mom? <laughs> um, oh, fun, yet probably the most challenging is like, seeing them being their own little people and making sure I'm not assuming like, Oh, I was this way. Cause I probably for the, how many, it was like, you see yourself in them and you go, this is why they did this. Cause it's like me. And it's like, no, they're their own people. They're, you know, and even my son who's nine, I feel like he is one that's not, that I'll say he always will, but I, I sense some like struggling with anxiety and stuff. And so I'm trying not to like always be trying to rush him or trying to, you know, I'm trying. And I, I like, of course, you always look back and go, oh, I was terrible. I was so terrible. I shouldn't have like yelled at this time. But I am always trying to make sure I'm the parent that's like, oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And I feel like that's the most important part rather than just not saying anything and they think that that's okay, you know, type in setting boundaries is always very important for me. So I'm trying to make sure. And my daughter's the most social butterfly like she, she's not at all interested in reading in first grade. And so she's extremely behind. And so the school of course wants me to be terribly worried and she might be, have to be put in special ed or who knows what they always tell you like the, the most scary scenario, but they're like, her teacher loves her because she greets all the kids when they come to school and, and gets along with literally everybody. And my son gets along with everybody too, but he's a little bit shyer and more reserved and more of a thinker. So I just, I think that's my favorite part of being a mom is seeing their little personalities and watching them flourish in their own ways. I, I swear you were like describing my kids just a few years <laughs> in, the, 
in the future. Uh-huh. Mine are six and a half, and my son's the oldest, six and a half, yep. and my daughter just just turned four this last mm-hmm. weekend. Yep. Um, this is your future. <laughs> pretty much, like, yeah, my my son can be kind of anxious and can kind of get overwhelmed quickly, and. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves him, but he can be a bit more reserved sometimes. And then, yes, my daughter is like, talk, talk, talk nonstop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, is friends with everybody in her class. And, yeah. So we have the same children, basically. We basically have the same children. Yeah. That's um, fun. <laughs> what would you say is like... The biggest challenge you've faced being a maker in in perhaps what's seen as more of a traditionally male dominated field especially oh. <laughs> a wood feature um challenge wise um let's see well it, kind of more humorous wise i don't know if i've had anything super challenging besides i did have one friend's husband kind of, i i had given them a piece for going away present and he he was very um lubricated from different beverages so i'll give him that but he was looking at the piece from the cross room and he said is that even straight are the nails even all the way in there and all this and i'm thinking like jerk i just i'm just giving this to you this is a gift you paid no money for it and this is in front of a ton of people and so she of course later was like he didn't mean that as an insult he really was curious about some I don't, she turned it somehow on it wasn't his fault he didn't really mean that and that's not necessarily because I'm a woman making it too it was just an observation but my first vendor event I did um, at Chester Bowl my dad was there with me as my helper and I think most people assumed he was the one that made all the pieces which at that point he had really contributed a lot so I didn't even mind them being like oh so you're the one and he's so kind because he's like this is my daughter this is my daughter no not on me no 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 talk to her she's the one she's so he's like the hugest cheerleader I could have um but I did get a lot of assuming that he was the one and then um when I've done events where my dad's not been there um they've there's been there's a certain age man that will come up and it's endearing too because they're also trying to bond or like connect with me because they see I'm making these things but it's kind of like oh did you use a jig or did you do this so I try to take it as they're just more curious than they're trying to be um, any kind of, oh, you did this, you know, because I don't necessarily think most of them mean to be saying it like that, you know, so I'm not trying to just jump at any kind of offense to take offense, but um, that's kind of what I've noticed so far, but Mm -hmm. I love going to Menards and seeing all the, (laughs) half the time people think I I work there because I'm probably wearing some sort of dark blue hoodie and a mess and look like I probably am employed there. Not that their employees look like they're a mess. I look like I'm a mess, but <laughs> I've been mistaken as somebody who works at the store in both Lowe's and Menards. So <laughs> totally understand that. And usually I can tell them where the stuff is at. Um, I was just say it probably would be a fun <laughs> place to work actually. I could use that discount. <laughs> That's right. I have thought about that at times. I, really I know. Have. Me too. <laughs> yep. Um what would be your advice or words of wisdom to another mom who wants to tackle a new skill like woodworking or DIY, but they're hesitant to get started? I would say depending on what it is um, to 
really do a lot of research to make sure they're being safe for one, especially if it's power tools. Um, and if they're, I love all the new, there's like maker spaces around popping up everywhere. So you can just go to a place and be renting things and be, I've never gone to them, but they sound like they're super fun. And I love to think of like the social aspect of that. Cause I have taken a lot of the social things out of my life with being in my workshop for hours and hours. But I feel like I get the payoff when I'm going to events and going at, and I can socialize and be on a high, cause I kind of extremely extroverted so I'm kind of like that's how I feed myself and that's how like me by myself it's like the battery is just drained (laughs) by the end but I would say just to try it and see how it goes and start by maybe even um, renting or borrowing things so you're not necessarily investing in all these tools if it's some it's kind of like when you go to college like you don't know if you're actually going to like the job so maybe just do some um, interning or some shadow job shadowing for people that are doing the thing you're interested in. And I really like following um, as many people on Instagram and finding people, finding cool people who are doing what was is like sawdust snowflakes or what <laughs> you did something that was like sawdust angels. Yeah, I still need yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, it's kind of just find your tribe too. It's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of the social media, um, platforms especially like Instagram and stuff are really great for that yeah um are there any other maker moms out there that you find inspiration from or that you really enjoy following along with um yes I think there's limitless (laughs) like especially okay Instagram wise there's hundreds like I feel like everybody inspires me in some way and everybody with the pieces they create or the content they're creating, um, like whether they show how they're doing their work or not is always kind of fun. And I kind of always learn something. Um, and then locally, um, there's a group that's just starting up called superior artisans and they kind of do a lot of events together and they've even started to have like meetups like once a month, which I love. And I feel like when I go to those, I'm like, fine. I found my people. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I found that when I, when my kids were little and I was doing early childhood classes and, and I got on the PTO there and I found my people then. And so now that I'm in a different phase, I feel like they really, we really understand each other and hardly knowing each other at all, but there's just like already so much in common. You mean they don't check out when you start talking about wood and tools and, <laughs> no. and <laughs> even the ones that like make, because we all seem to make something different and there's ones that like will make earrings or candles and it's like, they can totally relate because they have their tools and they have their, mm-hmm. um, the things that inspire them to keep making. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what would you say? You said you kind of mentioned a bunch of different things that you're interested in trying out. What do you think is going to be like the next big thing that you're going to try out? The next thing I'm trying to think past Northern lights and past glow in the dark skies and past just even just wall art. And I don't really know what that thing is yet. I, I've watched so many, I've obsessively watched all the wooden resin pendant videos that everybody. And so I don't know like maybe even just more, I don't know. I don't actually know what it is. I'm kind of excited <laughs> to, to figure out as I go. Cause I kind of, I feel like the next thing leads me to the next thing, which leads me to the next thing. So 
It's kind of like a trust the process type (laughs) thing. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, Britt, we've reached the end of our time together. So (laughs) that went fast. It did. (laughs) So I want to ask, you know, how can people find you out there on all of the interwebs so they can follow along with you? They can find me on Instagram and Facebook under Tangled Walnut. Um, And I'm, I don't know if I should make any promises, but I'm going to try to get Etsy up. And it really is kind of my, my Britnet page changed. So there is still a lot of owl hat sales on there. I'm not quite sure how I'm going to manage with that. Um, And I wanted to be making more um, like stickers of wood art. I feel like that's a neck to put those on Etsy as well. So a lot of that to come. Um, So basically Instagram and Facebook, I debated a website, but I, I'm just kind of not there yet. Okay. (laughs) Maybe someday. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will include the links to your Facebook and Instagram in the show notes so people can follow along with you. Thank you. You're welcome. And um, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah. I was excited to meet you too. I love all your work on there. I thought, oh, I get to talk to Katie. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you enjoy my work and I enjoy yours too. And I enjoy watching you figure more and more out about your Northern Lights. So don't itch it yet because i'm oh no i'm watching so that i can figure it out (laughs) you'll get it i can't wait to see what you come up with then too (laughs) all right well you have a good rest of your tuesday and enjoy if you get some shop time or whatever you get to get in before picking the kids up (laughs) yeah nice meeting you nice to meet you talk to you later bye all right, so again, that was Britt with Tangled Walnut. A uh, super great time chatting with her, and I hope you all learned as much as I did from listening to her talk about getting into different local events and working and meeting other makers. So um, if you are enjoying this podcast, please make sure that you uh, give us a like, give us a follow, Give us a five-star review if you can. Those are always really great. And thank you to all of you who have done that. Also, thank you to all of you who are patrons of the podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. You help make this podcast happen every week with your um, monthly patronage. So thank you so very much. And uh, yeah, all right. Until next week, I hope you all have a fantastic Friday and weekend. Hope you get to make something or spend time with your kids or do a little both. Um, Just have a great weekend. All right. Later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. (laughs) 